This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Built by Bama online podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL with you. On this Friday, as we head into the July 4th weekend, we certainly hope you have a great one. Joined on the podcast this afternoon by Hank South, recruiting analyst for BOL. Does an outstanding job for us covering recruiting. Been a busy few days for Hank South, not only with the football recruiting, which the Alabama effort in that sport continues to roll on with a couple of commitments earlier in the week, but some basketball and even baseball news that Hank South has had for us on the website here in the last few days. Biggest question I have for you, though, Hank, as we get into this thing, what's on the grill for the July 4th holiday around Casa de South? I got to know that first and foremost. We're just going standard burgers and hot dogs. My wife's making a a red, white, and blue sheet cake, so we're kind of sticking with the theme. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing too out there, but, um, no, I'm excited just to hang out and set up the, set up the kiddie pool for my daughter and, and hang out in the front yard. But what about y'all? You know, we'll have something on Saturday. I'm thinking Boston, butt, you know, but I okay. got to go and secure one of those. They can be in limited supply, you yeah. know, as you go into holiday weekends and with sort of the increased sensitivity that we're seeing to the coronavirus once again here, I think a lot of people, if they aren't just flat out going to the beach, a lot of folks in Tuscaloosa just decided they're going to the beach regardless. But the the staycationers like us, you know, we got to get up there to the grocery store and sort of box out, elbow some folks, mm-hmm. try to get in there on the uh, the meats and things like that. So I got to take care of that this afternoon. As Very a limited fact. social distancing in the meat meat department. Exactly, gets physical. Can get physical in the uh, meat department, the bun section, you know, those areas where it get kind of depleted going into a July 4th weekend. But that certainly sounds America to me. Burgers, dogs, red, white and blue sheet cake. I don't think you can beat that. I'll tell you someone who has been rolling here of late. And as we're going to talk about throughout the podcast today, the Alabama football recruiting effort. The last time you and I collaborated on a podcast, I believe it was right after the commitment of Christian Leary, the outstanding wide receiver prospect, kick returner, can do a little bit of everything from Orlando, Florida. That was a couple weeks ago. And even then, you sort of sensed that this thing was going to continue to roll. And then we get into this week, Devontae Smith, the corner from Cincinnati, makes it official to Alabama. A few days later, Dallas Turner right there on CBS HQ on Wednesday at lunchtime. He announces his commitment to the Crimson Tide. I guess this thing, Hank, for you, has sort of followed the the chain of events that you you anticipated going into this weekend, I guess. Yeah, you know, it, it's pretty much been as, as we expected. I, I will say, you know, uh, prior to Devontae Smith committing um, this past Monday, you know, he really wasn't on 
the radar of guys we were really talking about, and you know, about a, about a week prior. Um, and then of course he, he decommitted from Ohio state and, you know, we, we reported that Bama was actually in it for him and was pressing for him, even though he wasn't a guy, um, we had, we had been talking about him on the main targets, um, for a while and, and he ends up committing on, on Monday, um, to Alabama. So, um, but beyond that, you know, we were expecting it on Monday. Then of course, Dallas Turner, that's been, been a guy, you know, he said he was going to commit in July at some point and he, he picked July 1st and, um, you know, we, we had all had him projected to Alabama and that's what he went with. Um, you know, beyond, of course, um, Devontae and Dallas, you know, there, there's several different directions Bama can go. And, I'm, I'm, you know, we'll talk about that. And um, but, yeah, it, it does not look like it's slowing down anytime soon. Yeah, I know you outlined this uh, exceptionally well there on the website following the commitment of Dallas Turner to Alabama. You you laid out some prospects of note that could be next up on commitment watch. Um, I know that uh, Kendrick Blackshire, the outstanding linebacker uh, from Duncanville, Texas, there's been a lot of smoke around him here in the last few days. Is that the guy that you kind of turn to next or could it be a couple other guys in the state of Texas? Where do you where do you look next, Hank, for that potential commitment? Yeah, you know, I, I've been saying Kendrick Blackshire, you know, I think, you know, prior to even Leary committing, he just seems like the the most um, logical candidate to when you're looking at guys in the mix that can make summer decisions. It, it's him. Um, and, but at the same time, you know, we, we were saying that this time last year, you know, he, he seemed like the next guy to commit, even, you know, being an underclassman at that point. Um, so, you know, he, he's definitely on, on, on watch. I would still say Kendrick Blackshire is uh, the guy we're, we're keeping the closest eye on in, in terms of next commit. But, you know, if you've, if you've followed Bama recruiting on Twitter or on the message boards in the last seven days, you know, there's rumors flying everywhere about, um, you know, July 4th commitments from, from certain people. And I, I know the Brocker Myers were rumored to, uh, be, be announcing a decision on July 4th. Um, Brian Thomas Jr., the receiver from Louisiana, has been uh, rumored to be making a decision here this week or, or early next week. And, and so, you know, obviously it's recruiting. Kids can wake up and decide, hey, I want to commit today and, and do that. Um, but, you know, if we're looking in terms of guys scheduled or not not scheduled, but most uh, sensical guys that you could, you know, point to as, as far as next commits, I think Kendrick Blackshire is is that that one. Yeah, you mentioned Brian Thomas Jr., the wide receiver from Walker, Louisiana, four-star, ranked as the number seven wide receiver prospect for the class of 2021 in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Uh, LSU, I believe, got a wide receiver commitment on Friday. Is that correct? And if and 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 will did you do you take that to uh, point in any direction? Provide any type of indication, perhaps, in terms of what might be going on with with Brian Thomas and, and Alabama? No, you know, I, I think that was expected. Chris Hilton committed to the Tigers on Friday. Um, and, you know, he's been long trending to LSU, staying in state. Um, but LSU's kind of in the same boat as Alabama in terms of, you know, they're, they're pushing for a, a big elite wide receiver class. And, you know, both programs, if you look at it, there's not two programs recruiting receivers better than, than Alabama and LSU right now. And, you know, you kind of think about how, how many receivers were watching that game last November uh, between the Titan Tigers as, as far as, you know, um, I- indicators and, you know, where, where they might in, end up going. If you look at LSU's class, it's Jojo Earl, who's one of the best slot receivers in the country. Um, the 
Chris Hilton, who committed on Friday, and then Deion Smith from from Mississippi. And then you look at Bama's class and, you know, Corey Brooks, Christian Leary and uh, and Ajay Hall. And so, you know, two best classes in the country at that position and uh, both programs still pressing hard for uh, for Brian Thomas, Jr. What about the Brockemeyer brothers? I know you get asked about that ad nauseum, the two outstanding offensive linemen. From the state of Texas, uh, All Saints Episcopal School out there, I guess, in the Fort Worth area. Uh, that one seems to have been simmering for a while where Alabama is concerned with both those guys. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it'd be interesting to kind of see where you know a lot of recruitments would stand if, if visits had continued the spring and there was no dead period because I, I think you can make the argument that, that they would already be on the commitment list at this point having uh, – just gotten off what should have been their official visit, their second official visit to Tuscaloosa a couple weeks ago in late June. Um, and, and then, of course, they were supposed to take another official visit um, since they're since they're brothers. They can do two um, in early April. So that would have been two visits to Alabama. Obviously, Bama getting the last one in June prior to what should have been the start of the first dead period um, since the spring just, you know, a couple days ago. Um, but, you know, I, I still think Things are trending Bama's way pretty heavily here. Um, you know, I, I'm never going to discount Texas in this, you know, with the ties to the state uh, or ties to the program with their dad, their brother, older brother Luke plays uh, plays for the Longhorns. And obviously they're in Texas as well. So, you know, if they have a strong season, you know, I, I think Texas is still going to be a school to watch for the Brockemeyer brothers. But, um, you know, if they're if they're deciding here soon, you know, I, I would be pretty surprised if it wasn't Alabama. Typically, you don't associate five-star defensive lineman as sort of flying under the radar where Alabama is concerned, but it's almost felt that way, I guess, with Damon Payne. I know you and Tim Watts and, you know, BOL have been right on top of his recruitment, but that's another one that seems to surge towards Alabama's favor here in the last few days. Uh, is he another one of those guys that you're, you're keeping an eye on right now? Yeah, he is. Um, and similar to the Brockermeyers, like I just said, you know, uh, it'd be interesting to see, you know, would he already be on the commitment list had he visited? He was supposed to be back on campus in a, in late March for an unofficial visit um, that got canceled, obviously. Um, but he has been to campus before. I think he was at the either the Southern Miss or Ole Miss game um, last fall. So so he's familiar with the program, familiar with Tuscaloosa. Um but yeah, as of late, you know, from people we've talked close to the situation, Bam has been in a really good spot for him. They've even, you know, we, we've talked to his coach before in, in an interview um, he did with Bama Online. And he said, you know, I, I've always thought Bama had the edge, but, you know, with this dead period in the coronavirus situation, it's given a lot of other schools a chance to really kind of get in his ear a lot and, and, uh, and recruit him pretty hard over the phone or over video chat. And so he kind of took a little bit of a step back. But I think, you know, as we enter July, um, it's really starting to kind of trend more towards Bama again. And and the main schools and, you know, with all due respect to these schools, you know, it, it doesn't seem like, it, you know, looking at it on paper, it should be that hard of a recruiting battle to win uh, versus Arizona State and Kentucky. I think USC's in it as well. So obviously, you know, one of, uh, a blue blood program there. But um, it, it seems like Bama has, you know, has has the is in the driver's seat pretty securely right now. Um, and as far as the decision timeline, I have them, you know, who could commit next? He's on that list, uh, but there's nothing set at this point for Damon Payne. Damon Payne is hard not to think of Duran Payne a little bit when you think about mm-hmm. Alabama interior linemen and kind of how that position has evolved in recent years with sort of the traditional nose tackle going by the wayside and the emphasis on even twitch and athleticism at those interior spots. And perhaps Damon Payne could be one of those guys 
for this 2021 class with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, on the back end of the defense, Devontae Smith, as we've talked about, on Monday commits to Alabama. He joins Kane Williams as a defensive back commitment for this 2021 group. I know you've talked about it. I know uh, Tim Watts has talked about the versatility from a position standpoint that Kane Williams could present, whether it's at safety, perhaps at some point, maybe a linebacker. Probably the same thing could be said for Devontae Smith between corner, safety, the star position, like so many defensive backs that Alabama recruits these days. But when you look at who is still out there in the secondary for Alabama, Jaquincy McKinstry, uh, South Florida once again props up with Jason Marshall, the cornerback from Palmetto High School down in the Miami area. Uh, I guess Terry and Arnold. Uh, from the Tallahassee area at the safety position. It looks like there's still a lot of potential work, I guess, Hank, that could be done there in the Alabama secondary for this class. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you, you said Jaquincy McKinstry, Jason Marshall, those are probably, you know, two of the most notable cornerback targets, at least, you know, in terms of what they're rated at as a position. Terry and Arnold um, is rated as a safety, but, you know, one of these guys, again, that, that can play all over the secondary with his athleticism. Um, and, and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of unfolds because there are other guys Bama's involved with besides just, um, you know, McKinstry, um, Arnold, and and Marshall. You know, there's Juco guys like Kyrie Jackson, who, who's, you know, some feel, and myself included, feel is, is turning towards Alabama at this point in his recruitment. Um, another interesting name, we've, we've covered him on Bama Online, is Kadarius Calloway, a, four, um, a Mississippi State commit. Um, that's, that's recruited as a safety. Um, we did an interview with him recently, um, back in June and, and he said he's talking to Bama more than he is Mississippi state at this point in his recruitment. So, uh, th- there's several guys still in play. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this kind of unfolds, but it, it seems like it's going to be a pretty, uh, pretty large defensive backs class, you know, if, if they hit on, um, on several of these guys. We're going to take a quick break here on the built by Bama online podcast, talking with Hank South recruiting analyst for us there. At BOL, I want to ask Hank about all of these multi-sport guys we're seeing in this 2021 cycle, specifically in relation with the Alabama Crimson Tide, not just guys who play multiple sports in high school, but have a primary sport of choice like J.C. Latham did prior to going to IMG, like we've seen from Dallas Turner previously, Alabama's most recent commit. But we're talking about guys who are projecting perhaps as basketball, football, and maybe even track football guys at Alabama at some point down the road. We'll do that with Hank when the Built by Bama online podcast returns right after this. And we're back with more of the Built by Bama online podcast right here, as we do, on a multiple basis, multiple times per week here on the Built by Bama online podcast. If you haven't already, we would certainly hope you would consider a subscription to the podcast, whether that's at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you consume your podcast, you can subscribe to us. Leave a rating and a review while you're there. That would be greatly appreciated as well. As we alluded to before the break, Hank, I don't know if I've seen as many multi-sport guys in a cycle in connection with a program like Alabama, like we're seeing this time around. And again, you've done this for a while now. You're used to seeing, and I think college coaches love seeing guys that play multiple sports. But when you talk about 
to Quincy McKinstry, Terry and Arnold. I know even at the tight end position here of late, Alabama has jumped into that mix with a prospect of note. I don't know if I've ever seen as many football, basketball projections at the Power 5 level like Alabama's involved with right now. Yeah, no, definitely. This is the the first cycle that's been so prevalent. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, I I would imagine some schools are – you know, throwing out these offers, just saying, oh, yeah, you, you can play basketball if you want with with the idea that, you know, they're going to get there and stick with football. But, you know, it seems like a, a legitimate thing with, with guys like uh, Jaquincy McKinstry and, and Terry and Arnold, um, who've been adamant that they want to play both sports at the next level. Uh, we recently talked to, to Terry and Arnold, and, you know, he said he's talking to Bama basketball assistant Brian Hodgson every week. So, you know, he's being recruited uh, by both staffs and is, and is building bonds with both staffs. Um, earlier this week, Michael Trigg, who's a, a four-star tight end from from the Tampa area, he um, he already had a football offer, but he he tweeted out that that the basketball um, staff had given him an opportunity to play there too. And you know uh, that's I, I caught up with him after he got that news, and he said that that's a requirement for him, and that's that's the only reason he didn't have Bama in his top ten prior to uh, um, releasing or prior to getting that. And then of course now that he has that, Bama's back right there in the mix for him. So. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to kind of see this strategy, um, you know, uh, and the only other time I can really think of it being, you know, on the table uh, was Henry Ruggs in the 2017 cycle. You know, he he, yeah. I don't, he wasn't looking to really play both sports, but he had offers, um, basketball offers. And, you know, he had, he had been talking to the to Avery Johnson and the basketball staff. Obviously, he ended up sticking with football and, and you know, that that did him well. But, um, you know, it, it's interesting to kind of see this new strategy. Yeah, the layout of of the the sports calendar year and how that works with football running over into the start of a college basketball season, you just don't see it much. You you don't see it really play out that way. You don't see many Charlie Wards or Tony Gonzalez's these days like you did maybe 20, 25 years ago. But hey, if it helps you in the recruiting process and – you know, it could potentially help multiple programs in your athletic department. Why not? Now, it is something we've seen a good bit of in relation to football and track. Marlon Humphrey, Tony Brown, guys like that in the past. Is is that potentially the case for maybe some of these guys this time around in connection with Alabama from a, a track perspective, Hank? Yeah, it is. Um, and, you know, we talked about him earlier on the podcast, Christian Leary. That was one of the big things with him. And, and that was, you know, kind of the, a lot of the Auburn buzz with Christian Leary prior to him committing to Alabama was the fact that Auburn was uh, letting going to let him run track as well. And, you know, Bama was right there with them. And that wasn't a new thing. Bama had offered that early on to him. So uh, that was, you know, a big a big selling point for Christian Leary picking Alabama. And then another wide receiver Bama's recruiting is Malcolm Johnson Jr., who's I, I want to say he's like pre-Olympic track sprint like he, he's like wow. he's like a, a high level track sprinter um so you know he's world class yeah world yeah. class that's the word i'm trying to think of um so that that's something you know bama's recruiting him at as well too so a lot of speed um that, that's certainly the theme of, of this wide receiver class um and then he's not committed to alabama he's committed to oklahoma but mario williams um was playing baseball he wanted to play baseball at the next level and that was uh, i don't think he had the bama baseball offer yet but it was something you know he was talking to the the staff so you know we're seeing baseball as well now yeah a guy like michael trigg i mean when you look at his basketball profile and there's legit power fives and group of fives like yeah. memphis and some others that are legitimately interested in Michael Trigg as a basketball player as well. So this isn't to say 
these guys aren't legit power five hoops prospects. It's just uh, very interesting this time around to see as many of these guys in that in that mode, um, you know, is is anything else. And again, uh, it could be beneficial to a, a couple of different programs. And, uh, you know, if you're recruiting these guys, why not? If, if they're legitimate in two sports, uh, uh, if that enhances your chances, uh, absolutely makes sense from that perspective. Hank, anything else before we get out of here and get this holiday weekend kicked off in earnest? You got anything I, else for us? I don't think so. But as we were talking about the two sport things, I was just wondering, didn't Donovan McNabb do it at Syracuse? Wasn't he football and basketball? I think he was. I remember Ronald Curry at North Carolina being a two-sport guy, a quarterback, and a point guard for the Tar Heels years ago. But, yeah, I mean, these are guys you got to go back a ways, yeah. you know. Um, Charlie Ward was good enough in basketball. He played in the NBA, you know. I mean, he played for the New York Knicks and uh, won a Heisman Trophy as a quarterback at Florida State. That was back in, gosh, 1993 or so. Yeah, really. I think we have a good. <laughs> I think we have a good content pinch, uh, pitch to, to sell the national guys 24/7 for a story idea. Yeah, you know, I think they get some stuff from us from time to time. That's okay. You know, we don't charge for that. We don't <laughs> charge for content ideas. We love those guys, by the way. Hey, Hank, have a great holiday weekend. Good luck with those burgers and dogs. And uh, if you're going to get into the fireworks, you know, let's let's get through this weekend with all the digits in place. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll work on it. That would not be that would not be, uh, be conducive to, to change, my job. <laughs> yeah, be, well, and tough to change those diapers on Max. Yes. You know? I mean, yes, that's that that'd be your your most immediate. <laughs> issue i would think you know so anyway thanks man you have a good weekend yeah. too. good stuff as always from hank south always appreciate him joining us here on the built by bama online podcast keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. you never know you never know when that next commission commitment is coming down the pike we'll have it for you at bol have a great fourth of july weekend everybody we'll talk to you again soon on the built by bama online podcast